Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by Mr. MC. That would be me. Uh, this is episode 14 of season 4 of Tomorrow Gates and Magic Part 2. Uh, what happened last time, MC? It was a charmingly Terry-centric episode. <laughs> Our new favourite character, the bub- pub landlord turned wizard or mage or whatever he is. Um, and we also got a glimpse into the doomsday weapon, the presumably <laughs> non-magic doomsday weapon of the December form. We have no idea what it is, but... Um, They're definitely not Bond villains, though. Stuart so. did a line of cocaine off it and killed a hooker on it. <laughs> so... Um, and Jay has done a lot of DIY. Yes. Competently. <laughs> and you are missing a few bits from your recap. Um, wow. Obviously, we had Melvin. We did. Who is a warlock, I believe. Yeah. Um, who uh, was cuckolded by his wife three times. Yeah. And decided enough was enough, went a bit mad, killed them. Yeah. And we think maybe about to destroy the world in a he, Willow-esque fashion. There's all the... Terry and uh, Tannis. Yep. Uh, both magic users have said about the flows in magic going bad yes the magic flows are bad yes yes and we ended with MC saying he was going to break into another police headquarters to steal some files for reasons to get into the headquarters of December 4 maybe or something probably something like that I think that's wrong anyway (laughs) let's find out MC as we get into magic part 2 previously on Tomorrow Gason we're still in the process of finding out more about a December form. We've heard squat from them since we fought those samurai guys. Well, I guess that is good news. I disagree. MC rained on Louise's parade. By the sounds of things, they've been locked away somewhere, planning their apocalypse. Gentlemen, our time is nigh. Whenever we chose, we now have the power to end this world, being the first sector of the December form to do so. Vic pushed a button on the desk and the wall to his left parted. Behind a big glass partition, a group of men and women in white coats hurried around in a round shaped room. That's a coincidence, there's someone a lot to introduce you to. Terry gestured to someone sitting alone in the corner of the pub. Hey Melvin, come over here for a sec mate. Melvin here is quite a powerful warlock, been practicing for years. Ain't that right Melvin? Yes. Melvin said. MC got the feeling Melvin wasn't the happiest of chaps. Hearing a sound come from the bedroom, Melvin went to investigate. Inside his bedroom, Melvin's wife was sitting in their bed, completely naked, Uh-oh. holding the bedsheet up to cover herself. A man was standing on the side of the bed, desperately trying to put his trousers on, falling over in the process. Stepping around the side of the bed, Melvin let out a massive roar, growing even in brighter, and threw another bolt at the ground man. Only this time, with much more force. <laughs> the man exploded into millions of pieces. Wow. <laughs> his blood evaporating on contact with the bolt. He turned his attention to his wife. What are you sensing, Tannis? We have to postpone our plans for today. What? Why? Stuart demanded. Something is going to happen later. Something that could interfere with our attempts. What are we going to do then? Stuart asked. Tannis looked at him. I have an idea. That was Terry. What did he say? Gav asked. That he hadn't been able to figure out what the magical disturbance had been earlier. He had a visit from Detective Andrews. MC, Louis said. What exactly are you going to do? Make sure Detective Andrews is out, break into his office, and steal files from his office. 
With that, MC left the B&B. After the daring raid on the police station, MC had phoned back to the B&B and asked the gang to meet him at an address. Do, do we Wait, just skip the whole... <laughs> We're not even going to show is... the raid on the police station. That's the laziest writing. Oh you even described God. it as a daring raid. <laughs> After the daring raid, which you didn't see, but trust us, it was incredibly so daring cool. and oh amazing. God. I cannot believe... I'm. Well, I can actually, that I've just completely skipped over that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like we said last week's episode of Chip was really lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think I must have written this around the same time. So I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. This doesn't hold well for the rest of the season. This is during like a writer's strike or something. <laughs> what, so some scab had to come in and write this. <laughs> I was the scab MC. This is all scab and blood. <laughs> it's not even the scab. It's the bit where you fall over and actually rip the skin on your uh... knee. Oh, that's what this is. I can't believe we've skipped over that. A daring raid. Is it... <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I got into the police HQ. No problem. Broke into a detective's office. Stole all these files. Great. No problem. Feels like you accidentally deleted several pages, but (laughs) I think it was giving you too much credit. It wasn't even a brief overview. It's not like MC describing his story. It's after a daring raid on the police station. It was totally fine and it was done. Don't worry about it. God. After the daring raid on the police station, MC had phoned back to the B&B and asked the gang to meet him at an address. Louise stayed behind at the bed and breakfast to take care of Amy, yep, standard, <laughs> at MC's request. MC met with Gav and Jay just outside of the block of flats where Melvin lived. Oh, yeah, because they suspected Melvin and they were trying to find his address because I think Andrews was the reported officer oh, or something. Well, well remembered, yeah. <laughs> it was a week ago. <laughs> he explained to them that Melvin had a wife and they both hadn't been seen since the disturbance was reported. Three floors of the flats are claimed to have heard a big explosion and lots of screaming and the event was being treated as suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to jump to, ex- to conclusions. Imagine like September 2001, like one of the towers falls down, loads of people running around and the police are like, this seems suspicious. <laughs> I don't know why I compared it to that. <laughs> oh, God, if 9-11 had happened, you would have brought it into this. Was It It was before 9-11. No, it was it? after. Oh, I was 14 when 9-11 oh, happened. Shit. This is a post-9-11 MC, which explains <laughs> a lot. George <laughs> Bush is to blame. Informed your writing, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a bit like two towers crashing down, I guess. The trio made their way up to Melvin's flat. The door had yellow police tape over the front, which MC pulled down and stepped inside. Do they do that in England? We have police tape in England? I think they do, yeah. but isn't it blue and white? Yeah. Oh, I see didn't do your research. <laughs> Americanized bastard. They hadn't brought any weapons with them as the flat was empty. After searching around for a bit, looking at the scorch marks in the bedroom, they were none the wiser. <laughs> didn't Melvin like explode his wife's lover into a million pieces? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like something bad happened here. <laughs> MC said. <laughs> this is suspicious. <laughs> It looks a little bit shady. I don't know. Just something about it doesn't feel right. There's just all this rubble where two towers used to be. I think something <laughs> bad happens. I need to get off the 9-11 you thing. You really do. I don't know what you mean. Gav agreed. The place smells like death. Can't see any blood or signs of a fight, though. Jay added. Just the scorch marks. <laughs> Could just mean the fight was one-sided. Gav said. Can you guys hear that? MC started to wander around the flat. Both Jay and Gav said they couldn't hear anything, but MC was certain there was a noise coming from somewhere. Ninja hearing. Oh yeah, it's back baby. In the living room, he, an armchair, into the centre of the room and stood on it. He opened the loft hatch in the roof and used his torch to scan the room. Guys, 
He called out to Jay and Gav. They appeared in the living. Hey! <laughs> they were dead, but now they're fine. <laughs> and again, I forget what a living room is. Fantastic. They appeared in the living, just in time to see a woman being carried down from the loft by MC. Her hands and feet were bound with rope, and she had a gag over her mouth. She had tears in her eyes and looked exhausted. She had also been wrapped up in a bedsheet. Like a mummy? I don't know. I guess it's because when Melvin found her, she did the classic pull the sheet over her naked body sort of thing. Like, yeah, oh, sure, cool. why So not? Melvin just left her in the sheet. Sure. <laughs> Do you think the police would have inspected the loft, though, in case there was any clues up there? I, I think they would look at the little scorch marks and were like, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> a little bit, though. No, I mean, the screaming and then... Just put up some of that yellow tape, it'll be yeah. fine. Who are you? Melvin demanded to know as he appeared in the doorway of the flat. Why are you here? <laughs> I guess he hasn't cheered up any, has he, lately? <laughs> the three men turned to face Melvin, revealing Melvin's wife still tied up behind them. Wait, hang on, I'm, I'm confused about the blocking. So... Gav, Jane, uh, MC have turned to face Melvin mm. and they revealed Melvin's wife who was still tied up behind them. They must have moved slightly to the side so he could see past them. It's just weird that we've kind wife. of switched perspectives in a way because we're with MC and the gang but mm. now we've gone to Melvin. Mm. In a, that's confusing. Okay, good. You. Melvin snarled at the sight of her. Look, Melvin, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> but it's very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Melvin... I don't know what happened here. MC stepped forward slowly, but was suddenly thrown back into a wall, drink, by an invisible force. Melvin walked forward. Gav charged at him, but was also thrown away, drink. Melvin walked right up to his wife and began to glow. He exploded. <laughs> he exploded. He glowed before before he made the man explode. Yeah, but I like to think he just got fabulous all of a sudden. <laughs> Jay had picked up a vase and went to hit Melvin from behind, but had the vase thrown back into his own face. Ooh, that sounds painful. Melvin's badass. Yeah. And evil, but badass. <laughs> Get the girl! MC yelled as he got up and started to run from one side of the living, God's sake, towards <laughs> Melvin. The warlock started to throw firebolts from his hand, narrowly missing MC. He throws firebolts, that's quite cool. He's yeah. like a Marvel villain. Yeah. He's so much more powerful than any... I Do you think he could take the one? Because <gasps> he could throw bricks at him. <laughs> There's a fight, like, see, there's some sort of fan fiction someone can write. The ninja kicked over a long couch and dived behind it, along with Gav, Jay, and Kate, just as Melvin let rip with a huge bolt of lightning. So, presumably, Kate is Melvin's. Yes, wife, she is, yeah, right. who's still tied up and somehow able to dive, I guess. Also, how is this couch lightning proof? <laughs> what a couch? I want a couch like that. <laughs> to get caught in a storm, you can hide underneath it. Get to the B&B. MC instructed. I draw him away. You'll pay for this, you home-wrecking bitch. <laughs> oh, at least it's not an upkept slut this week, I guess. <laughs> Melvin yelled. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. It's like Tifa all over again. <laughs> oh, can you imagine Tifa and Melvin having a chat? <laughs> God. The wall at the back of the flat was suddenly torn away, leaving a massive hole to the outside. Melvin started to float himself out of the hole and exited the flat. I'm getting like Magneto vibes with that. It, why is this incredibly powerful warlock just been living this dull <laughs> life of mediocrity? I think you answered your own question there, MC. I mean, you haven't. I just don't know what the answer is. 
Go! I'm going after him! MC leapt out of the same hole Melvin had just left by and grabbed hold of a lamppost sliding down to the ground. Melvin was flying away from the flat now at a good speed. MC knew he had to give chase, but he would lose the warlock on foot. He ran across into a car park in front of the block of flats. Spotting the fastest car around him, MC smashed its window with his elbow and got in. He managed to start the car by reaching under the dashboard and jamming two wires together. <laughs> what a daring raid. <laughs> this, so him, hot, him hot wiring a car is still more elaborated <laughs> on than him raiding a police headquarters. It was lucky there was a Porsche outside that block of flats, wasn't it? Surprised that it worked, MC gave chase to Melvin. It's I, so lazy. I guess you, you're sort of giving a nod to the thing in, in films where someone hotwires a car by sort of rubbing two wires together. It's still lazy. It is. <laughs> Inside the flats, Gavin J untied her. Exp- a Kate, I guess. Not they've just like tied up a random woman. Inside the flat, Gavin J untied her, explains they were here to help and that they would take her somewhere safe. <laughs> You're going to take it to a save point. <laughs> she didn't say much, just that she wanted to put some clothes on first. Gav phoned ahead to Louise to inform her they were coming back with an extra guest and what had just happened with the insane warlock. I mean, a lot's gone down there, hasn't it? I know, yeah. Lots to cat Louise up on. We found a woman tied up in the loft. Uh, her crazy warlock husband came back and he blew a hole in the wall and MC stole in a car that she managed to hotwire. And we found this really sturdy sofa. <laughs> They should take that back. Yeah. That would be really handy. They just need to block the door up with it. Nobody would be able to get in. They don't need the magic spell. (laughs) All that furniture they had in the mansion Mm. and all they needed was a lightning-proof couch to hide behind. (laughs) I quite want to see that couch versus the one, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Pushing his foot down on the accelerator, MC felt the car jerk into 60 miles an hour. In a busy London centre, he knew if he was spotted by the police, not only would they pursue him for speeding, but no doubt they'd pick up the licence plate and realise it was a stolen car. They'd be like, that looks suspicious. (laughs) Put some yellow tape round it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do 60 miles an hour in the centre of London, chasing a flying man? (laughs) How has no one looked at that and gone, yeah, that is suspicious. What is going on? That was if the owner had reported it already. If he hadn't, and MC was able to replace the car in the exact same spot without any damage, then all the owner would have to worry about was an unpaid congestion charge fine. I mean, he did smash in the windows and <laughs> stop grabbing random wires under the dashboard. And, yeah, alright, he's not going to pay the congestion charge, but he's just speeding around centre of London somehow as well. Melvin was flying high above the London traffic, not really noticeable to the people down on the streets who might just mistake him for a small aircraft. He's got his hands out and he's going. <laughs> I mean, I think we described him as a bit fat and a bit overweight, yeah. but like, come on. <laughs> but MC knew it was the warlock, and if he didn't continue at this pace, he would lose him. He's got to be flying pretty fast as well, then, if uh, going 60 miles an hour in a Porsche is the only way to keep up with him. Yeah. Well, he didn't say Porsche, it said fastest car around him. <laughs> it could be like a. A Vauxhall Nova or something. All the gang had to go on at the moment was that Melvin was being investigated by the police, the disturbance at his flat, and the woman MC Gav and Jay had found in Melvin's attic, who they presumed was Melvin's wife. From reading the files of Melvin at the police station, oh, that famous bit that was totally awesome and cool, (laughs) MC had found out that he had been quite a generous human being, 
Not rich, but not poor. Involved in a lot of charity organising and fun runs as well as being a member of the local church. Bit of backstory what? for Melvin. If you're a warlock, why would you join a church? <laughs> a local church. <laughs> Do you think he dressed up as a plane when he did his fun run? <laughs> it's like, this feels right somehow. <laughs> he just hovered an inch off the ground but did a running motion but was going 60 miles an hour. The police are like, this looks suspicious. <laughs> However, of the past two years, such events had decreased and eventually come to a grinding halt. Do police files have that sort of stuff? Like, oh, he did a lot of charity stuff, did a lot of fun runs, came third one year. Chief, he's been on a fun run. <laughs> oh, my God. A 5K or a 10K? <laughs> he went to Worst a local chief. church once. It was a local... It was a half marathon. <laughs> my God, call the FBI. <laughs> this is so suspicious. <laughs> I hope he doesn't do any daring raids. <laughs> However, over the past two years, such events had decreased and eventually come to a grinding halt. Melvin and his wife have moved from their three-bedroom home into a small flat and little had been heard from them since. MC had also found out that there had been one other report about a disturbance when Melvin had found his wife cheating on him and had broken the other man's arm. I feel like that guy got away fairly well, yeah. you know, com- yeah. compared to the other one. He's probably looking at the scorch marks and going, Phew, well... <laughs> Good job I was hiding behind that couch or it could have been worse. <laughs> The man didn't press charges, saying the injury had occurred accidentally during a scuffle. I'm not sure if that, that counts. Like, if you get into a fight and you break someone's arm. Mm. It was an accident. Like, yeah, it did me too. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no worries. That's not suspicious. But wouldn't they, they take into account the infidelity, wouldn't they? Like, Perhaps, I don't know. I mean, Melvin's got, co- not cause, but yeah, some sort of justifiable sure. actions there. Eh? MC was glad to see that Melvin was heading out of London now, and he was able to get out of the traffic and onto the motorway. He wasn't sure where Melvin was going. And for what purpose? But from what he had seen, this warlock was powerful and not in a straight mind. Safe to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. MC again being the great detective. <laughs> so suspicious about that flying man who killed a man as flying above London. <laughs> Back at the bed and breakfast, Kate had been given a cup of tea and sat in the living room. Well, we've got a living room this time. Mm. With Louise, Jay and Gav. She had been pretty shaken, but was starting to tell the story of what Melvin had done to her. He, he has powers! She aid meekly. I'm guessing said, but without the S. Yeah. Just a few! Gav explained. It's okay. We're used to dealing with this sort of thing. And a lot worse. Louise tried to reassure Kate. I'm so sorry! Kate started to weep. This is all my fault! I forgot you were doing, um... Basically uh, tales. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you jump ship! He doesn't look much of a stud! Gav joked. (laughs) (laughs) His people skills are amazing. Okay, I'm not really reading the room there. Yeah. But also kind of accusing her, but also being on her side somewhat. Yeah. You jump shipped, but he doesn't look much of a stud. I mean, fair enough, you know. <laughs> not much of a look. as yeah. he says it. He's shirtless at the time, covered in oil. <laughs> he's still 15, though. <laughs> he explains why he's so bad at this. It's not the first time I've cheated on Melvin in the past. He was so great when we first met. Really passionate about his magic and the work he was doing. All those fun runs. And I love to join in. I don't know what happened. We just slowly drifted apart. Neither of us noticed it at first. Then we just started lying to ourselves. I couldn't leave him. I just couldn't. But I was so lonely. It's okay, Louise said. You don't have to justify your personal life to us. We're just going to make sure you stay safe. You wanted to get caught, Jay suddenly said out of the blue. 
Fucking hell, all right, Jay. <laughs> Jay, a little more decorum, please. He's right. Kate said, I'm having a lot of trouble switching Jay between the is, two lady yeah, voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay's got a real insight into people, though. <laughs> it's because he does DIY now. <laughs> <laughs> and psychology. <laughs> He's right. Kate said, I did. I wanted to leave him. I wanted him to leave me. So I knew I had to hurt him badly. It didn't work the first few times. <laughs> it just made things worse. So I kept trying. <laughs> and now he's gone crazy. Gav pitched. Yeah. As Kate, as far as plans go. <laughs> if at first it makes things worse, keep cheating on your husband in front of him. Who has magical powers. And also if he physically breaks someone's arm... Just keep keep doing it. You're on a winner. <laughs> and she must know, like, she knows he's a powerful warlock as yeah. well. Like, Kate, I think she's a few sandwiches short of a picnic. I'm not going to lie. Maybe there's some reason. Maybe. I think that is the reason she was too much of a coward to leave him, even though her relationship has gone bad. So she's like, I know, I'll sleep with everyone until he kills one of them and then he leaves me. <laughs> and then he'll be like, you know, this isn't working out, Kate. <laughs> Also, go to prison for murder. <laughs> well, I mean, that technically is a way to leave someone. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you just tell him? Louise asked. You could have saved yourself a lot of hassle over the years. No, this was the easier way. <laughs> I mean, a lot of hassle. She had a lot of sex as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kate sighed and placed her head inside her hands, pushing them back through her hair, tears forming in her eyes. The phone in the reception area started to ring, and Jay went to answer. Jay. Is me. Hey, MC. What's the word? MC was calling on a mobile phone he had found in the vehicle we had stolen. He's not very good at crimes, is he? <laughs> I'll use this mobile phone, the stolen mobile phone in the car that I stole to phone my home number. And then afterwards, I'll write my name and address inside the car and say, I stole this. You're right. The police are going to think that's very suspicious. <laughs> That explains a lot, yeah. <laughs> and this is clearly the worst crime he's done so far, is using up all that person's credit. <laughs> it was expensive back then, it was. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It might do. laughs> on his Vodafone top up. <laughs> Calling on his Nokia. <laughs> oh, good phone. It was built as solidly as that sofa was. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how he's going to beat Martin Melvin. He's going to throw the phone at him, cave his skull in. MC was calling on a mobile phone he had found in the vehicle he had stolen. He informed Jay of where he was going. I've been following him all this way. We're just heading somewhere into the Midlands. By the looks of things, he knows where he's going. Is Kate okay? Jay explained to MC what Kate had told them. That worries me. MC said when Jay finished. Why? Melvin is full of magic. He's very powerful. And right now he's running off pure emotion. He can't be thinking straight. There's no telling what he'll do. What do you want us to do? Get Terry around. Yes. Yes. For a cup of tea. Is that going <laughs> to help? Just, yeah. <laughs> just for the company. Get Terry around. I think we're going to need some magic in our corner too. MC hung up and Jay dialed the number of the pub Terry ran. <laughs> oh, sorry, lads. Just got to close early. Got to get into a warlock fight. <laughs> I'm really surprised we just didn't cut to MC calling and be like, yeah, I've dealt with it. Don't worry. It was a daring fight, but it's all sorted and taken care of now. Also, MC committed another crime using his phone whilst driving. Uh, so yeah. It wasn't legal back then, was it? Ooh, you might be right. Yeah. Ah, so it's fine. Mm. Not suspicious at all. 
For much of the day and evening, Tannis had been in a state of trance at the December Forum headquarters. He'd been sitting in the centre of the room with his eyes closed, humming occasionally, but not saying a word. I feel like the December Forum headquarters is the new genetics office slash factory. <laughs> Just a location where all the bad guys hang out and do their bad guy thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vic had spent the day watching television while Stuart was much more animated. He had drank an excessive amount and was pacing the room. What the hell is he doing? Stuart demanded to know. He's looking into what our little problem might be. Vic didn't take his gaze away from the television. What problem? We are supposed to be ending the bloody world today, not sitting around in this room doing sod all. I think we've kind of said this before, Hmm. but when the December form end the world, are they going to die too? Like, is it just going to be like a sort of like, ha ha ha, we did it, I'm on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yeah. They did have. There was a a bit about their motivations and stuff in one of the previous things, but fucked if I can remember what it was. I think it was just literally they're so competitive and they just want to because they can. Right. You know, again, very lazy. Yeah. Didn't they do like a, ah, this world is so cruel and bad and shit and we are nihilist and don't believe in anything? (laughs) Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. They're evil. (laughs) They have a headquarters. Now Vic turned the telly off and turned to face Stuart. You know how long it has been since our order has been waiting for this existence to be finished? Just how close are we are? We've spent a lot of time putting things in order. Yeah, and spending a lot of my money. Because Stuart's the... Rich one, hence the cocaine and dead hookers. (laughs) That's what rich people do. (laughs) So, I'm not about to let anything go wrong. Vic ignored Stuart's little outburst. Tannis is in touch with the magics of this world and he sensed something which could potentially disrupt our plans. Let him get on with it. You've got to wait till those magic flows settle down. <laughs> I feel like Vic is a bit angrier at this point, but I can't not do the children's presenter voice now. <laughs> but it's better if, if he is the sort of unofficial leader of the gang mm. and like the kind of the authority figure as well. Yeah. It's better that it's Blue Peter presenter's dad's <laughs> voice. I like how we've kind of, in quotation marks, clearly defined the roles of the same form as well. Tannis, powerful warlock, knows where the magic flows. Stuart, rich, uh, beats cocaine, uh, beats cocaine to death. That's not right. <laughs> Snorts prostitutes. <laughs> and Vic, who is clearly the leader because he managed a post office, so he knows about man He's got management. The experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I hate all this waiting around. Let's just do it already. Stuart stumbled over to an armchair and slouched into it. As he did, Tannis opened his eyes widely. This is not going to end well, he said. Then let's make sure it at least ends well for us, Vic said. Tell me what you saw. Get the helicopter, Tannis instructed. <laughs> We've got a helicopter and I find that really amusing. Stuart's rich. <laughs> Do you think it's got like a big like red D and F on it? <laughs> That was MC again, Jay said, walking into the living room of the B&B. Melvin has finally settled down into an area, somewhere around Norfolk. Wait, I thought he was going to the Midlands. <laughs> well, he must have turned off uh, the M1 or something. <laughs> What's he doing? Gab asked. Just sitting there, meditating. Good for us. Terry, yay, hey. entered the room. He had arrived at the bed and breakfast a short time ago and had spent that time speaking to Kate, finding our everything he could about Melvin. MC was right. This is very dangerous. More dangerous than we first thought. How suspicious, though. <laughs> <laughs> Does that 
all police work is just looking at things going, hmm, suspicious. On the scale of one to suspicious. <laughs> it's a little bit shady. Like the criminal goes to court and the judges, I find you suspicious. <laughs> MC was right. This is very dangerous. More dangerous than we first thought. What is that? Gav asked. Put it this way. If your missus had been sleeping around, how would you feel? Pretty freaking angry! <laughs> Gav gave Louise a glare, which she didn't notice. <laughs> she hasn't done anything! <laughs> She's looking suspicious, thank you. <laughs> oh. oh, I kind of want Gav to go evil. That would be amazing. Oh, no, this... imagine the voice he'd need to I do. I know, like, that's some sort of evil monologue at some point, oh. I'd die. Exactly. Add that to the fact this isn't the first time Melvin has caught his wife on the job. The amount of magical power he possesses, and we ain't talking a simple revenge spell. He's going to release it all. All his pain and anger. We just don't know where and on what scale. I like how caught, catching your wife on the job is a <laughs> euphemism for them cheating. <laughs> I'm going to use that all the time. Gav's like, I hope Louise don't get on the job. <laughs> MC said Melvin was in the Midlands. Jay said... But he's not. He's in Norfolk. It's not. That's, that's East Anglia, isn't it? Oh, fuck if I know. You know what my geography's like. <laughs> if anyone from the Midlands is like in Norfolk, like you're, going to, you're wrong. If you're a, a crazed warlock <laughs> <laughs> on the job with a good idea of geography <laughs> or a road atlas, <laughs> yeah, if anyone can there are numerous Google ways maps. you can get in touch. <laughs> MC said Melvin was in the Midlands. Jay said it's a place with much mystical history. Terry thought. Wait, are we hearing his inner thoughts now? I've been there myself on a few retreats. Lots of myths and legends about the place. There's something about this that doesn't feel quite right. The whole magical field has been off all day. Not just the field, the <laughs> flow, but the field now as well. I hope MC is okay, Louise said. There was nothing particularly interesting about the field Melvin had decided to settle in. It was green with a wooded area beside it and acres more field around it. There were a few country roads surrounding it. <laughs> Acres more filled around it. There were a few country roads surrounding it. MC had seen Melvin drop out of the sky and had had a difficult time finding him after that. He had dumped the car on a country road and settled out on foot. Eventually find Melvin sitting in the field, looking very peaceful. Suspicious. <laughs> MC was laying on his front in the woods, keeping his distance. He decided it was time to approach Melvin, who appeared to be a lot calmer. Even so... MC approached cautiously. Walking out into the open field, Melvin didn't move as MC walked forwards. He was only about 20 foot away from Melvin when he called out. Melvin, it's me, MC. Do you remember me from the pub? Getting no response, MC started to walk forwards again. Suddenly, Melvin flew up into the air, blots of lightning cracking around his hands. Where's the sofa? <laughs> Not blots of lightning! <laughs> MC stopped immediately, realising the situation he had put himself in. Hasn't got a couch. There was no cover around him whatsoever, with the exception of the woods behind him, but he daren't turn his back on Melvin. The warlock's eyes were changing colours as the magic ran through his entire body. His clothes were burning on, leaving him in rags. <laughs> he fired a bolt at MC. So is Melvin basically turned into the human torch? Yeah, seems yeah. to be. Okay. But lightning and fire, I guess. Ooh. Uh, so like Electro slash the Human Torch don't sue us Is this your fanfiction? <laughs> yeah. The ninja narrowly avoided contact by diving to his right, hitting the ground, rolling and getting back to his feet just in time to avoid a next bolt. 
Melvin spun round once, throwing both of his hands up into the air, sending a shockwave through the field, peeling the grass and earth away, and sending MC flying backwards all the way to the wooded area. It justifies a drink, even Definitely. though it's not against a wall. Yeah, it's a it's a, a wall made of trees. Yes. Tree wall. That's what I call woods. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching for his phone, MC called the B&B and asked to speak to Terry. What, is he just like finger up to Melvin? Hang on one second, I've just got to make a call. <laughs> Melvin's like, okay, mate, don't want to interrupt. You take your time. Uh, it's the etiquette, isn't it? People aren't really sure with mobile phone etiquette because <laughs> it's quite new. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Melvin's just like, oh, shit, he's got a Nokia. Oh, I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll give up. I can't get nowhere even remotely close to Melvin for combat. MC told Terry. We need to calm him down and talk to him, but he's not listening. This is very, very bad. I don't know what to suggest. Uh, Kate told me she had been sleeping with another man and that Melvin had killed him. Why didn't he kill her too? She doesn't know. MC thought for a few seconds and then said, I think his wife is the key. She seems to be his weakness. Terry, is there any way you can get her here ASAP? Yes, on our teleportation spell. Give me a second. Of course he does. Of course he knows the teleportation. Yeah, absolutely. But is he going to go to the Midlands or Norfolk? No one knows. Where is he going to end up? No one knows. Terry didn't hang up, leaving the phone on speakerphone. MC assessed his situation. Again, it looked as if Melvin was calming down. He comes down real quick. He does. Yeah. He was flying through the sky going, Aah! all the way from London to the Midlands or Norfolk or whatever, and then gets to a nice field, sits down, super calm. MC comes up. Ah, kill you! Ah! <laughs> and then again, oh, oh. I, I like this tree wall. It's so <laughs> so relaxing. Well, and MC's calmed down as well because he's just speaking on the phone now. So yeah. Melvin's like, oh, it's fine. There's nothing going on here. It's all right. MC assessed his situation. Again, it looked as if Melvin was calming down. He was on the floor now, walking around the section of field he had destroyed, running his hands through the mud. He's making mud pies now. Wait, why is, so he's walking around a patch of mud, just running his hand through he's it. He's finding ley lines or something. There's oh, some okay. magic shit, I yeah, reckon, fair. maybe. maybe. Kate appeared next to MC and appeared very surprised. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if this is such a wise idea. How do you yeah. think Melvin's going to react when he sees his I wife? S- I suppose there's a last-ditch attempt, right? They know that some serious shit is going on. With Melvin. Like, nobody said explicitly, yeah, explicitly end of the world. No, it's all very vague, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is suspicious. <laughs> and that's all MC needed to hear. Kate appeared next to MC and appeared very surprised. It's okay. MC assured her. I can protect you, but I need you to talk to him. He <laughs> just brings out a couch. She's like, you'll be fine. <laughs> Kate saw Melvin in the field and started to cry. I can't! I can't! She said over and over again. Look, if you don't talk to him... Try to make him see sense. Then he could lose himself completely. Tell him you love him. What is MC's plan here to get Kate to lie to him just to, so... I, he wants... He's, I guess he's hoping that Kate will calm him down. He's already calm. He's <laughs> running in his hand through the mud and having a lovely time. Just leave him be. <laughs> I... I... I don't... Don't worry about the little details for now. <laughs> oh, wow. Just tell him what he needs to hear and we'll work out a way of containing his power and keep you safe. Slowly, Kate nodded her head. She took a deep breath and walked out into the field, MC not far behind her. Melvin! She called out. Darling! I don't know why that's funny, but it is. (laughs) MC looked up at her. He started to have convulsions. Oh, wow. He's not calm anymore. 
His eyes rolled into the back of his head and he fell to the floor, not moving. His only weakness <laughs> being called darling. And then he has, what, like a stroke? <laughs> Both Kate and MC didn't know what to do. He went over to her. Is he? Kate asked. I'll go check. Before MC could move, Melvin once again rose to the air. Only this time, his skin was a light purple, his eyes bulging out of their sockets. A tail with a point end was coming out of his backside, and he had tiny wings on his back that flapped and held him in the air. He turned into a devil. (laughs) Of all the things. The cuckolded devil. (laughs) That sounds like a Mills and Boone's supernatural kind of book or something. I mean, just of all the things I thought could happen, this wasn't. Yeah. Anything close to what I was expecting. Yeah, really, yeah. He let out a scream and shot multiple coloured lightning into the floor. The ground beneath Kate and MC started to shake and vibrate like a small earthquake. Take cover! MC told Kate, who started to run back to the words. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to escape this story. <laughs> She's going to like jump out of the screen, like sort of it style, not it style, the ring style. Oh, I wouldn't blame her at all. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't want to be a character in this. <laughs> MC, what is happening? The voice came from the mobile phone. What in MC's pocket? He's raising something. MC told Terry. It looks like a building of some kind. <laughs> what is going on? Oh no! He's <laughs> raising a building. <gasps> the twin towers. Oh my god! <laughs> comes full circle. We need Jay here. He's good at destroying buildings. <laughs> Jay did nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, they're also mean to him. <laughs> but it was full of SWAT. <laughs> but no, Jade have him back up again in three weeks. That's true. He's raising something. MC told Terry. It looks like a building of some kind. Oh, God. MC, stop him. MC put the phone back into his pocket and leapt up the temple, which was rising out of the ground. He hurried across the roof to the other side and jumped off, taking a hovering Melvin down to the ground. They both got back to their feet and MC tried to land a right hand. Melvin blocked it with some sort of force field and a small bolt came out of his mouth, striking MC in the chest and knocking him backwards. The temple had fully rising out of the ground now, a massive stone structure complete with stone demons around the side and front that went up in size order. Very hierarchical. (laughs) What's going on? Melvin looked at MC and said in his very ordinary, very meek voice, Say goodbye to everything you ever loved. (laughs) He flew up into the air again, hovering over the top of the temple. MC snatched the phone from his pocket. Terry, he's raised a temple. I think he's going to end it. Everything. The world. Do something. In the B&B, Terry ran past the gang and into the living room. He crossed his legs and sat on a coffee table, closing his eyes. He let out a cry of pain and fell off the table. Gav and Jay rushed to his aid. It's too late, Terry said. There's nothing I can do. Do you think the... Uh, December form are going to stop him. Yeah, all right, don't spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) MC had gotten up and was attempting to climb the temple, but every time he did, one of the stone demons knocked him back down. MC, Louise said, Terry can't do anything. It's up to you. I can't. I can't get near him. Melvin and the temple were now connected by a massive stream of energy feeding each other. I still have no idea what's going on. (laughs) 
Once again, MC tried to climb the temple, but no luck. This time, a huge moat was created around the temple, preventing MC from even getting near it. Jay's really jealous at how quickly all this <laughs> DIY is occurring. It's like, maybe I should learn magic. <laughs> maybe I could need a boat. A boat. <laughs> MC, what's happening? Louise said with desperation. I can't. There's no way. This is really it. Louise, he's going to do it. This really is the end. Oh God, oh God. Gav threw his arms around Louise. MC is like, thank God I don't have to be a dad anymore. <laughs> Jay stood with Terry in the reception area with Gavin Louise. She sobbed, and Gav held her even tightly. I love you, Louise said over and over again. Gav replied with the same notion. Jay and Terry just stood, unable to move and say anything. MC looked on at horror as Melvin continued to feed the temple his energy. The building seemed to pulsate with energy and looked ready to burst. MC ran backwards and forwards, looking for a way to stop Melvin, but he couldn't find it. He sank to his knees and whispered, I'm so sorry, Amy. He looked up and saw that Kate was standing by in front of the temple on the edge of the moat. Melvin had seen her too and had paused slightly. A series of shots were fired out of nowhere into the back of Kate, bursting through her chest. She fell to the ground in a heap, dead. Melvin flew right down beside her and cradled her head. Kate? No. (laughs) Kate? Please. You're really selling the emotion of this. (laughs) The warlock started to sob. His tail and wings started to recite. Oh, like the hair or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he had a reciting hairline. uh, And now his tails and wings are reciting as well. At least he's on theme, I guess. His tail and wings started to recite. And the temple began to willow away quickly until it was back underneath the ground. MC could hardly believe his eyes. Before he could do anything else, a fully normal Melvin zapped himself with a bolt and killed himself. His dead body lay next to his dead wife. Louise, MC said into the phone. Everything is okay. The threat, it's gone. Everyone in the B&B was relieved. Louise still cried and held Gav. Jay had to wipe away a tear also. Terry patted him on the arm softly, still looking pained. Back in the field, MC stood over the bodies. Where had the shots come from? The shoots. The sh- oh, sorry. Where had the shoots come from? <laughs> it was the only way. MC turned and saw Vic <gasps> standing behind him with two other men, all of whom held guns. You... you shot her. MC said. Correct. You were right when you said she was the key, but our warlock friend was acting out of pain. He wanted to hurt her, but couldn't bring himself to without destroying everything else. We just took out the middleman. You son of a bitch! MC moved forward, but the December form held their guns out. Go on, charge at us. Stuart dared him. We have been watching you, ninja. Tannis said. MC glared at the three men. The end of the world will happen soon, Vic said with great confidence. But only by our hands. The December form turned their backs on MC and walked away. MC watched them leave, feeling himself getting angrier and angrier. They had saved the entire world. But for how long? And that's where we're going to leave Magic Part 2. Well, what do we think of this episode, MC? What was the point? (laughs) (laughs) The same could be said about this entire series. (laughs) But, like... Is it... What was the point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The big question. (laughs) 
I think mm. it was to show how badly the December form want to do things their way. Okay, sure. And also that they... I, okay, I found it semi-interesting yeah. that there was actually an end of the world of event that the ninja couldn't stop. Mm. I mean, it, it's kind of a unique position. They've always found a way mm. through fighting or, you know, some convenient... Uh, MacGuffin or something yeah, that's yeah. helped them, but this time MC's just like fuck. I can't do anything. Yeah. This is it. And then the December form show yeah. up, and they're—I mean—they just had guns. They—they—they <laughs> they, they kind of did what MC couldn't do. Yeah. Like I don't know if he ever realised that was the way they'd have to yeah, do it yeah, to yeah. Start, you know kill Kate and make Melvin mourn for her. Yeah. But they, you know, they just did it. They just yeah. went out, shot her, saved the world. Yeah. For a short time, like yeah. for an hour. Like I'm just gonna go back and set off the bomb or what? Press the big red button. <laughs> But I think it was to kind of introduce more of the December form, yeah, um, and show what they and the could fanaticism do. Yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. We have a point. There we go. Also, I do wonder if it's going to change. Uh, you were saying about how this was the first apocalypse. MC was powerless to stop. Mm. Whether that's going to change him? Because at the end, he was, mm. you know, saying sorry to Amy. Oh, do you think it's just going to be like the kick up the bum to get him back on a more even maybe, kill emotionally? Maybe, oh, or maybe nice. he'll go more off the deep end. Oh god. Oh no. He'll be like, no. The problem <laughs> is that I wasn't emotionally detached enough. <laughs> Oh, I really hope that's not the case because yeah. I've kind of dealt with all that bollocks before. I, yeah. I just want the old MC back, to be <laughs> honest. Um, and also, it was a way of uh, getting Terry more involved with the game. Yeah, it was worth it for Terry yeah. alone. Or, or just worth that is the point. Yeah. Terry is the point yeah. to everything. <laughs> everything about this entire podcast has been leading towards Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just a shame we brought in another magical person. Yeah. Who is, I guess he's a bit different to Dom. He's a bit different to. Yeah, but it's still the thing about magic is that it can do anything you want to, whatever yeah. it is. It's, it's a plot device. Teleportation? Yeah, of course, no problems. Protection <laughs> spell? Got your back, buddy, don't worry. <laughs> and I guess Shinra Khan was kind of the mentor, yeah. uh, mysterious ghost exposition man. I don't Dom... know if Terry is going to be, though. He doesn't feel like it. It seems like he provides a sort of magical solutions. Yes. He's I like think... the tech guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the hacker. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Dom was kind of the angel that was going to help bring Amy into the world yeah. and, you know, with Tifa and everything like that yeah. as well. So I guess there is difference in that sense. Yeah. And now they've got an extra different thing to their arsenal as mm. well because Dom and Shinnecon couldn't really help in the fights. Yeah. Apart from when Shinnecon turned up and was like, you need to do this. Yeah. And uh, they did it. So, uh, yeah, different in that way. Hmm. Think genius. Fantastic piece of writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we see what uh, is going to do? Yeah. Should we see what next week's episode is called, MC? Let's do that. <laughs> next week's episode is called Misdirection. Is this going to be a clever plot by the December form to keep MC busy Ooh. while they go about ending their world? Exactly what Chief Arato did at some point in last season. <laughs> <laughs> you think they learned, but no. Well, if you'd like to come and distract us in numerous ways, did you know you can do that by getting in touch? That sounds bizarrely sexual. <laughs> what? What? From the side of... How sexually frustrated I am, to be fair. <laughs> it's my wife, she keeps cheating on me. So suspicious. Why have you got a tail and wings all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm doing construction work. Uh, well, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. We're yeah. at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we are also on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue completely free of charge on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And uh, YouTube, I forgot that bit. Cool. And Stitcher Radio. I said that. And iTunes. <laughs> I said that as well. If you want to tell us if Norfolk is in the Midlands, 
uh, please do so in the form of a rating or review, as it is a big help and it will improve our geography. Yeah, come mark our geography in terms of star ratings. <laughs> and don't forget, you can always just give this a share on social media. I think you that's kind of did, yeah. One of the things we should probably say more, because that's super important, I find, yeah. is that if you like this show, if you listen to it, just tell a friend. Maybe we they'll tell a friend. It. Yeah, maybe that friend will try and end the world and then you can just shoot his wife and everything will be okay. <laughs> Glowing recommendation there. <laughs> <laughs>